it do, baby? The latest, greatest edition of the Nesson After Hours podcast. I am Emerson Lazia. You are Sealy Godwin. We've got hella good guests today. So Sammy P, Nesson sports betting analyst, is going to join us coming up, right? We're going to talk some um, NFL playoffs and hopefully try to make you guys some money. And we're also going to talk a little bit of sticky puck. Ooh, sticky puck. I, I like that game. Um, aren't you a floor hockey champion? Yes, actually I am. And I was a goalie. Oh, I already see him rolling his eyes in the Zoom box. Yeah, we have Andrew a real Raycroft. goalie actually here. Andrew Raycroft, uh, how you doing in your car? I'm good. Uh, yes, I apologize a little bit for my production over here, but I'm doing well. I'm running around and you actually thought you had to lead him into the road hockey talk. Like we were going to get there. We were going to get there really soon. You didn't need to bring it up, Celie. Yeah, yeah. I wanted I just, to be into the punch because it's every conversation we have. He has to remind people. <laughs> well, you know what? The other day, I didn't even bring it up. Sophia Yerkstevich walks by me in the newsroom and it's like, I hear you're a former like hockey champion. And I'm like, well, don't mind if I do. Here's a picture. Here's a pull trophy. A chair. Here's, my, here's my intramural shirt. Yes, pull up a chair. Let me tell you, let me give you the stats of my entire <laughs> season when I was a fifth year senior at UCF. What a uh, Also, hey, but hey. Before we dive into last night's season opening win, too, did I hear you're doing dry January? I am. Why? I'm 15 days in. Not a, not a drop. Dude, how? how do you do that with kids and a dog and a wife? I, I mean, that you have to test the brakes every once in a while. <laughs> and probably the reason I had to do this was because of my three kids and my dog and my wife <laughs> were putting me over the edge two months ago. <laughs> and I li- I'm like, the 2020 COVID, it's like, all right, let's just yeah. see if my brakes still work. And now I'm, I'm kind of in. I feel good. I mean, it doesn't feel yeah. any different. It really does. Like, it's not, a, it's not a health thing. It's more of a discipline thing. And now I'm, uh, I'm halfway there. I can respect good. that. It's just been a tough month. So I can respect <laughs> that. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into uh, last night's game. Uh, your number one biggest takeaway from that shootout win over the Devils? Number one is that the Bruins are a really good hockey team. And I might have forgotten about it a little bit. I think as a collective fan base, we forgot about it a lot, that this team was the best team in the NHL last season, last regular season. The bubble is what the bubble was. Lots of lots of issues for everybody at that point in, in our lives. And you watch them last night without their top score in the entire NHL, mm-hmm. without their new free agent acquiree, who's pr- could be considered their second, definitely their third best scorer on the team. And all these new defensemen that everyone was so concerned about. And they dominated. And I understand New Jersey's not a great team, but they looked great right out of the gates. They're hard to play against. And Tukarask is one of the best goalies in the world. So, they're in a good spot. They're they're gonna be okay. Yeah, dude, you tweeted that's a good of a twenty save win you can have in the NHL. Why'd you say that about Tuca? I, even the the first period, the shots were sixteen to four, but I I thought those two three saves where Woods driving wide and Tuca stands in there. He took a penalty on one, but he's standing in there. He's shoulders are square he's making those saves those are tough plays to make when you're not getting any other action and and then obviously in overtime he was fantastic with a few breakaway saves so and then the shootout the big thing in the shootout is 
the Bruins haven't been very good. They haven't scored a lot of goals in the shootout, but they also haven't had their goalies make three straight saves to get into that extra time and where they have a chance to take the pressure off the players a little bit. And Tuca did that last night as well. So all around, again, we forget, I think, after what happened in the bubble, the way the season ended last year, that Tuca is one of the best goalies in the entire planet. There's only two or three or four guys you're taking ahead of him at this moment in time. And that's uh, that was noticeable last night, and that's what's going to carry them through with this younger defense. Dude, yeah, that was the can't... first shootout win for the Bruins since February 20th, 2019. Uh, well, winless in seven last year, Seals. What's winless up? In seven, winless in seven shootouts last season. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking, all right, the shootout woes are behind them now, right? I would hope so. I mean, here's the other thing. It was a year and a day to the exact day that Marshawn had that whiff on the shootout against the Flyers. Oh. A year and a day. So a little redemption yeah. for him. No I mean, kidding. he's never he's never living that one down. That was that was something else. You know, my kids won't ever forget it. But but no, he <laughs> he was fantastic last night. Goal and an assist, shootout yeah. winner. He was all over the place. Uh, it was great to see him healthy, playing the way he did. And and to the, go back to the shootouts just really quick with a shortened season and playing def- division games all the time. That extra point maybe not against New Jersey, but against Philadelphia, against Washington, those are going to be more important than they have been. So those shootout wins will add up at the end of this season. And I'm assuming we'll look back at third, fourth, fifth spots are going to be close and those shootouts are going to be be key in overtime. So that's a good way to start off the season for the Bruins with that win in shootout. Uh, How impressed were you with, the boys on the blue line dude especially yeah. now with with no Tory krug and and no chara although i saw chara played like 21 minutes <laughs> for the caps dude I, that is still so weird to see him in that uniform yeah. and in that locker room like it just doesn't feel right it never will it never will uh, i i talked about it with a friend of mine uh, matt sundin was is a legend in toronto and i played with him there and the year after we both left at the same time he went to Vancouver, which is essentially the same as Washington, not an original six old school rivalry, but a new school rivalry. They really hate each other. And he went there and no one could believe it. Oh my God, Canada's falling apart. And he was there for four or five months. And now he goes back to Toronto and he gets standing ovations every time he's in the building. So that's, what's going to happen with Zidano. It's going to be weird. It'll always be weird. Uh, to your question, I, I, the D looked good. I, last night's a good matchup for new, fast, young D because New Jersey has good, fast, young forwards. Um, I think it's going to be more the heavier games that you're going to miss Zidane a little bit more, possibly. But you look around the league, these games are so high-flying now. There isn't a lot of forecheck. There isn't a lot of corner work. It's all speed. It's all skill. And you know, there was one time in the start of the third period, Zaboro went behind the net, broke the forecheck, carried it through his defensive zone, made a nice play in the neutral zone, and they got it down the other way. And, and you know, Zidane's a Hall of Famer, but he's not making that play anymore. So there's contrast. There's good and bad. And I think over the entire course of the, the season, it's going to be a, in a positive way to get these young guys in and get them better in the season. Uh, so it looks like they'll play the Caps uh, five times this year. That's the first matchup against Big Z will be on the 30th of this month. So a little bit of ways away, but uh, 
that'll be even more weird, I think, going up against him. Um, another another big storyline from last night's game, Kevin Miller, his first time coming back on the ice since April 2019 in a, in a game. Um, for him to get the start for that puck drop, Razor, uh, what kind of message did that send to him from what Bruce Cassidy thinks about him? that's that's a little the little carrot for for all the the hard work over the last 600 days uh and you'll see that happen coaches that recognize the heartbeat of their team the good coaches will do that whether it's a guy's former team whether it's a guy's hometown what you know or in this scenario a guy who hasn't played in two seasons so it's pretty cool you could tell how much the guys care about kevin how much he cares about the group with all the hard work he put in just to come back. So it was a nice touch by Bruce. It was also important for him to play well. I think you can go through training camp and if you go in and lay an egg in the first game and and look sluggish and slow, but he was physical. He looked good. He carried the puck. He, He was strong on the puck. So all the things that Kevin does well, he did last night. So I think that's is, is very, very important for that back end. Uh, overall, did you you like the way they, they looked without pasta in there? And then, like, what do you think changes, like, when he does slide back in? I, I was – Frederick looked real good. Studnicki looked real good. I think having all the time that those guys had to, to get bigger and better has, has served them well. So that's only going to help the Bruins down the, down the stretch. Like, I, you know, not having David Pasternak, not having Craig Smith, they're too – you know, marquee guys offensively, other than Brad and Patrice, of course, that they they played really well. Other guys stood up. And we've seen that this Bruins organization do that the last four or five years. Just next man up, uh, keep rolling, keep doing the same things. And it's a credit to, to everybody throughout the whole organization that, that these guys, these kids are stepping up. And listen, we, they told us, right, Don Sweeney, Bruce Cassidy, they told us that these guys were – ready and they 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 know and they they should get the benefit of the doubt and and i think we saw that a little bit last night that these guys are all ready to play and if they're called upon they can do the job uh so most people know that you're obviously uh canadian and a damn good goalie but uh, also you're kind of like a a a movie ad star you 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 had a great advertisement back in the day with uh, one patrice bergeron um, yeah. so let, let's, let's just talk about that for a little bit, Razor. Dude, that, 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 I, I think you got that wrong a little bit. I'm an Emmy award-winning actor. <laughs> yeah. That. Uh, it's on my mantle at my parents' house and they're, they're quite proud. They're more proud of that than anything else. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so yes, I was, no, you're not. Was, uh, <laughs> fortunate that Patrice played for 27 years and became the captain because everybody can continually watch me drive a Zamboni. Bro, did they shut down the Zakem for that? <laughs> no, it was before the Zakem opened. So I was okay. technically the first person to drive on the Zakem bridge other than yeah. the construction guys. So they literally <laughs> like brought us up. It was a, so the backstory is the reason that it was Patrice and I is because we were the two rookies and we had to tape that on a uh, St. Paddy's Day Sunday morning at like 7.30. So oh, no yeah. one no else was going to do it. Yeah. Everybody no was out, out all night the night before. And we were the ones that had to do it. So 
Uh, that's why I have bags under my eyes in that yeah, video as a 23 year old kid. You? Like you were, uh, I was 23. All right, so there's the answer. Yes, the answer is yes, so, he was. He so just I probably didn't sleep up. much the night before. And uh, <laughs> you don't yeah. What, what's that? You don't remember? No, he was there. Uh, there was a lot of nights. I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> I'm assuming, though. Okay, well, uh, it was good catching up with you. And before you go, real quick, go Bills this weekend, right? Big Bills oh, guy. Bills Mafia. We're breaking tables, destroying Lamar Jackson. It's going to be so awesome. What? I did not know you were a Bills fan. Oh, oh yeah, bro, absolutely. Toronto, dude. Is it just oh, like my buddies in Toronto? Like to they tables? go every week. They have season tickets. Wow. Bro, you're talking to a guy who married a Buffalo chick, man. I, I get it, dude. It's it yeah. a wild. They're a different breed there, man. 1995, we haven't had a playoff win. And I've had to be in Boston, married a Foxborough girl. Yeah, you and did. I've had to deal with this for the last 20 years, so I am strutting like a peacock this weekend. <laughs> All right, big guy. Uh, we uh, we love you. We miss you. And and go Bills, because we are going to talk some NFL now with someone else awesome. besides you. Razor. Sounds good. good. Sorry for my production again. again, but we'll do it next time. It's okay. Right, bye, it's terrible. Bye. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let, let's talk some NFL. Let's try to make people some money right now. He's the newest face on Nesson, and he's making his After Hours podcast debut. Ooh, the one, hey. the only. We have been beefing through text recently, but Sam Peniatovich, also known as Sammy P, our Nesson sports betting analyst. Just call him Sammy P. <laughs> well, I got to let people know what the P stands for. <laughs> Sam, how are you? So good to see you. Thanks for being here. We know how busy you are. You are the most bipolar person at Nesson, aren't you? You text me the <laughs> By the way, <laughs> well, welcome. I'm, I'm I'm glad you figured this out. Like what, two months into working for Nesson, you've already figured this out. We've already I broken up like him. three times. I'll text him like, "Hey, are you doing the show tonight?" And I get eight text messages like, "Don't talk to me. I don't love you anymore." I'm, it's Coward. <laughs> Feel like we should bring this to the forefront on the After Hours podcast because it's not just He's an all abusive right. texter, like yeah. for real, and a bully. Let me let me just first off, that's not true. Second, it's only because I love you. That's like what I'm saying. You know, I end up beefing with people I love like the most. It, it's all good. You should be embracing this. Oh, man. Uh, Sammy, have you, have you officially moved, by the way, man? Because you were coming from Chicago now to Boston. Are, are you settled yet? Yeah, I got my key for my apartment literally on Wednesday. Nice. Come to you live from the Residence Inn in lovely Watertown, though. Let's go. I was like, no way you hung up those photos so perfectly. <laughs> I was thinking no. the same thing. I'm not a biker either. I, I sort of see these little biking images. I yeah. don't know. I just sort of go with the flow here. But it was either I sleep on a bed or I sleep on a hardwood floor for two nights. And that's yep. an easy equation. Oh, yeah, take bed every time. Uh, bed dude, every do time. not forget what I told you when I saw you in person for the first time a few weeks ago. I do have a housewarming gift for you. Okay. Get, okay. get very excited. I'm a little, I'm a little worried for you. No, Sam. it's awesome. It's wonderful. I'm going to bring it in this weekend. I'm working this weekend. I'll leave it on your desk, which is my old desk. So uh, take care of her for me. Uh, hey, before we dive into the NFL, you nailed the bees under last night on that game. And you've been on a tear. You're 11-4-1. The sick record since hopping on with us, dude. You want to take a victory lap right now? No, but it's 12-4-1, not 11-4-1. Not the oh, one. Hey, oh, oh. Oh. Look, here's the deal. I got nervous last night, though, because, as you know, you come into a new company. It's exciting, but it's also freaking terrifying. Because oh, yeah. There's go, a lot to learn. For 12-1, they're like, who the F is this guy, and why did we hire him? So there's an added pressure out of the gate. 
Uh, but we've had, you know, the NFL, the end of the NFL season, which is never easy. The postseason is tough. College football national championship. Mm-hmm. The Celtics on opening night. And then you got to get into hockey. And I'm doing, it's sort of like, to be fully transparent here, when we're yeah. in college and we didn't go to class all semester and then you have the exam at the end, that's sort of where I was with the Bruins. Like I knew most of the parameters, but I wasn't sure about the power play and I didn't know much uh, about some of their secondary scoring. So I had to do a crash course on Bruins. And while everybody in the Nessa newsroom was like six to two, five to four, I'm like, look, this defense is still going to carry the mail and the goaltending is the most important part of the club. I mean, this is still, at the end of the day, an identity built around defense. And I went under five and a half goals. I felt really good after the second period when it was one to nothing. And then it's two to two with you know six minutes to go. Here and comes then, the sweat. Yeah, here all of a sudden, this is uh, nerve wracking. But uh, it's been fun. But uh, to say it's been easy, is uh, that'd be a total lie. Well, you've been, you've been killing it 12 four and one just want yeah. to reiterate that since Emerson screwed that up royally um hey. but now let, let's let's turn our attention to the divisional round this weekend Saturday and Sunday two and two uh so much drama I'm so ready for this no no slime cannons I did like that Nickelodeon broadcast yeah that was amazing last weekend that was fun uh but what bets are you chasing this weekend Sammy P I think everybody and their mother likes the Buffalo Bills. And it's funny that Razor leaves his segment and go Buffalo. I like Baltimore. I think Baltimore's a better team. I think they're better coach. And I get a better defense getting points. Um, let's not forget last week, the, uh, the uh, offense for Indianapolis went all over the field on Buffalo. They had almost 500 yards of offense in that game. And because Frank Reich made a couple boneheaded decisions like you know, going for it when he shouldn't have. And then later on, he kicked the field goal when he should. He was sort of chasing all game long. I think Lamar Jackson has rejuvenated himself. And that's a team, Sealy, that's won six in a row and covered seven in a row. Momentum is a bear in sports. And that team is getting hot. I don't care that they didn't play a tough schedule down the stretch. They're winning and winning is contagious. And I think the market at Buffalo, you know, minus two and a half or minus three, that tells you everything you need to know. This is a coin flip game, and I'll take the hotter team. I think Buffalo is going to lose this game, actually. Ooh. Baltimore is going to advance on and play Kansas City. Man. Oh, poor, poor Razor. He's <laughs> curling know, Ray, off in the Razor, fetal Ray, position. Razor he's be mad right now. He's already – he may break his dry January if the Bills <laughs> end up losing like that. He, got, uh, he hey, has to have a Buffalo win. Has to. Yeah, he really does. Can, can the Browns – keep it close enough with the Chiefs. Browns are rolling right now. Can they keep it close enough with the Chiefs, do you think, to, to, in order to cover? It's like a nine-point spread right now. Yeah, nine, nine and a half, ten. That's sort yeah. of been the movement in the last couple of days. Of course they can. I mean, it'd be silly to think, no, they can't keep it close. Why not? Yeah. Um, it's interesting, too. Since 2007, those teams coming off the first round buys, they're 9-17-2 and two against mm-hmm. the spread. So that is not a good bet historically. Now, that's not the largest sample size in the world, but rust is often a factor. I mean, we talk about rest, but we ignore rust. Both of those things are part of the whole situation. And let's not, you know, beat around the bush. Kansas City has been sloppy this year. Yeah. Uh, they haven't been good for all four quarters. You know, last year they were drilling teams down the stretch and in the playoffs. This year they've had to rely on Mahomes to be Superman. And he is Superman, and he's still good enough to get them to the window. But, you know, this defense really has been an issue. 
And the way that the Browns offense has morphed from a pass-heavy offense to a strong run game, their goal is to run the rock and keep 15 off the field. And if that's the case, Browns go up 7 nothing, 10 nothing. Uh, they're going to sit on that lead, and they're going to try and do everything they can to maintain possession. I don't love laying big numbers in the NFL either. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs won 34 to 17, but I'm not betting this one. You don't have to bet every game. Uh, but if you made me sort of walk to a side, I think I'd take the points with, uh, with the Cleveland Browns. I think another one of the bigger storylines for this divisional round weekend is Bucks and Saints. I mean, anytime you get Breeze and Brady, it's a rare thing that they, they can face each other at this point, but to have them three times in one season and the first time ever in the postseason, it just blows your mind because they're 85 years old. But what do you like most about, about this one? How, how you feeling? You feel like Breeze is, is going to make it three in a row because it just seems like everybody seems to, to be thinking that right now. Yeah, the narrative is that Tom Brady can't lose three times in one seat. Yes, he can. He, he, can. <laughs> he definitely can. He probably will. It is definitely uh, possible. <laughs> I have this character on my show, my podcast, Chicken Dinner, which is now part of the uh, Nesson family. I have this character called the bartender, and this guy is great at being awful at picking games. He's picked <laughs> 31 games this year, and he's won 10. So you do the math, 10 and 21, he wouldn't be hired at Nesson. Let's put it that way. Don't trust your bartender. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> His favorite bet this weekend is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So <laughs> when that happens, usually you, you get swayed to the other side. I happen to think, though, too, I think the Saints are just a more complete team with a better defense. There's a pattern here. I like defenses in the postseason. And when you look at the health, of the New Orleans Saints, forget about the fact that, you know, Antonio Brown and Tom Brady, they're all firing and all cylinders. For the first time all year, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas are all healthy. Oh. They haven't been healthy all season either. Well, look at what the Bucs have done. Look at what the Saints are right now and where they were earlier in the season. They didn't even have all those guys, and they still whooped the snot out of the Buccaneers twice. So, hey, look, it's lazy to think a team can't lose or can't win three times, whatever. I think the handicap is I get a better team at home that's more complete. And I also like Sean Payton more than I like Bruce Arian. So I'm going to lay the three with the home team. And the floor delay, did I say that right? I think I did. Hey. The what? The floor delay. That's the little emblem on the side of the Saints helmet, the, the French thing. God, I can't Bro, speak French. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I know what I, you're talking. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, I, I think I'm pretty sure you're correct. I've never even looked at it and, and even thought about it. I'm just like, oh, they're the they're the gold and black team in New Orleans. I don't know what that so is. So that on the side black of logo, I believe it's the Florida Lay. I I could be I, wrong. I'm pretty. But I'm 99 positive. <laughs> you're right. But it was funny when you were talking about you know Michael Thomas and. Alvin Kamara, I, I just and then Drew Brees. I just think like Avengers. Like all of a sudden, end game, they just all come back and they're like ready to go. Like that's kind of how I view the Saints right now. Is like they're they're all healthy at the right freaking time. The and I really want Alvin Kamara to have seven touchdown game. I just want to see him do it. I know he won't do it this time. Although the last game against the Bucks was a blowout. Sure. The one thing that makes me nervous though is sometimes Sean Payton decides to get way too cute. You know, they go, they go 80 yards right down your throat. And then it's like, all right, let's bring in Taysom Hill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, Taysom Hill's going to be like a, a Taylor, like Heineke on, on steroids, essentially. And, and Heineke like 
basically was able to do almost whatever he wanted to against the Bucks last week, except actually like win the game. He looked pretty decent. So you throw Taysom Hill in there. I'm like, all right, he could actually give Bucks defense uh, a little bit of a headache. If you had to set an over under for how many times we hear the ages of Breeze and Brady in this broadcast, like what, what would you set it at? Cause I feel like they're just going to hammer away at this thing. Like we get it guys. They're old. Six and a half. Yeah. Six Solid. and a half. That's six and a half too many times. <laughs> Producer Fred thinks it's like 43 times. <laughs> we'll we'll just try to match Brady's age. They'll do it off the top. They'll do it in the first quarter. We'll hear all about it. But then I think when you get into the course of the game, second, third, fourth quarter, uh, I think they sort of swipe that away. Um, but let me take you back to a game. Like there was a game earlier this season when I, I had a bet on the Saints and they were up. I think they were up 14 to three. And they went all the way down the field. They went from the 20 to the 20. They got inside the 10. And Peyton's like, let's bring in Hill. And yeah. they, the first play, he fumbles it. And the defense runs it all the way back for a touchdown. And the whole like the whole thing just flipped. You know, it went from being 21 to 3 to 14 to 10. And I'm like, that was brilliant. Thank you so much for taking out your Hall of Fame quarterback to put in Inspector Gadget, who fumbles the football. Like, and, and Inspector Gadget just kills the value of Kamara when he's in there, too. That's oh, what I hate. Like, Kamara's worst stretch of the season was when Hill was, like, starting those, like, three games, at least, like, speaking fantasy-wise. It was so freaking frustrating. You could probably tell that I had Kamara on my team. Yeah. Well, whatever, man. can't tell it all there. Uh, by the way, boys, it is the 42nd birthday today, January 15th, of one Mr. Drew Brees. Mm. Awesome. Hey, did you know James Earl Jones turns 90 on Sunday? So, I got you beat on that. Wow. Wow. Uh, Sammy, I, I know you got to take off soon. The NFL MVP race though. Like is Josh Allen a long shot worth, worth taking a chance on dude. Well, these are the, uh, this, the Super Bowl MVP. If you're talking about those odds that we talked about. Okay. okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause Rogers will win the regular season MVP. I mean, we know that, but there are odds right now on who will win the Super Bowl MVP and Mahomes is the favorite. He's about three to one. So hundred yeah. makes 300. Rodgers, 5 to 1, 100 makes you 5. Allen, 850. Breeze, 10 to 1. Lamar, 11 to 1. I could probably okay. stop there. I could keep going, but yeah. I think that's pretty much it. I yeah. guess I could give you Brady's number. He's 12 to 1, but I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. So look, I think Rodgers, 5 to 1 is good. This okay. Baltimore team, they're cooking right now. They really are. I don't think they can win. You're the hot Super on them. Bowl, but if they do, Lamar Jackson's probably the MVP. So right now at 11 to one on Lamar Jackson, I don't hate it. I don't love it either, but I mean, right. I, I hope for something different than chiefs and Mahomes. We just had that. We did that last year. I'm on to the next. Love that about you. Hey, I can't wait to see you in person next week, man. Lose my number. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. I'm going to drop another text bomb, man, here in about 10 minutes when I get done with this thing. You have no, I'm, angered I'm, me. I'm so happy that there's someone else that is willing to split babysitter duties with me now. So, Sammy, really, I appreciate you. Thank I'm, you, Sammy. I'm keeping the Hosmer bobblehead, too. That's mine now. Don't you touch the Hosmer bobblehead. <laughs> Sammy P, thank you so much. Later, loser. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good uh, show, Edison, dude. Uh, other big news from this week. Uh, James Harden is now with the Nets. Holy <laughs> buckets, man. Like, dude, are we ever going to see him actually play with Kyrie and KD, though? Uh, like, I, I have no freaking clue. 
I, I do not feel good about having three superstar guys that like to hold the rock and like to dribble. I don't like that. I think that you egos is a thing in the NBA. I think Kevin Durant is probably the easiest of the three to, to deal with and to play with because he wants to win, but I can never figure out Kyrie. Um, and when it comes to James Harden, he quit on his team in Houston. What we saw, the, the disrespect, even his own teammates were saying that is like, yeah. you know, it was very clear that they had to keep him away from the team. His final day there, right before the trade, they had practice that morning and they, they had to keep him away from the team because that's how much he infuriated that team. He was out of shape clearly. And he wasn't really producing in those five or so games that he played. So I just, someone like that, do you really want them as a teammate? I mean, maybe this is a, you know, a, a new leaf for him, who knows, but I just, I don't feel good about having three guys like that on the same team. Yeah. And I tweeted out the other day, thoughts and prayers to Steve Nash and producer Fred Hyman and saying Steve Nash deserves his third NBA MVP. If he can no get this kidding. to work in Brooklyn, like right now, I don't know who could be like a worst teammate. I mean, Kyrie or uh, James Harden, like, and, and poor, poor KD's going to be sitting, poor KD's going to be sitting there being like, yo, I'm open. I'm open. It's just these two, like, dribbling the hell out of the football also yeah who takes the final shot with these three guys like I don't know you know there's going to be some beef behind the scenes but like you would you would think like this is on paper it may be oh yeah it may be the most talented like big three you can make an argument that it could be the most talented big three that we've seen but we got it we got to see them like all together yeah I, I I it'll be interesting because these guys get a lot of touches on the, on the ball, like 29%. They're, they're all right around there or higher every, every time they're in a game. Then that's, that's going to be tough. You're going to see some, you're going to have to see some guys kind of pick and choose their moments and also let parts of that ego go a little bit because you have two other superstars in your lineup. And then also the nets do have more depth on that team as well. So, I mean, it's, it's just going to be interesting. I don't want to, make a true call on this until I see it actually on the floor. And I think that's yep. fair. Um, but just from the sense of drama, this is not going to end well. No, and no, they, no. They've got to win now, like this yeah. year. If you're doing this, you've got to win this year. And in the last 20 minutes since we started doing the podcast, the NBA has fined Kyrie Irving like $50,000 already. Mm -hmm, because so he was that, caught that, with not wearing a mask at a, at a birthday party for some family yeah. members. Yeah, so, oh, man, he's going to forfeit his salary for games he's missed during, like, quarantine. So that that's a boatload of cash. I and think then, he uh, had to. I think, yeah. I think that was a part of the deal. And then you have Harden already thanking Houston on uh, Instagram. But, like, even he said the other day, I gave Houston everything I had. Shaq said last night on television, Shaq he's like, no, you didn't, in. bro. Yeah, no, you didn't. So I, But this is honestly one of the reasons I was so excited to have the NBA back, why the NBA always has the, the best offseason – best uh, trade deadline like drama because it, it is like a soap opera it is a re reality television show because it's these superstars with these egos who run the league drive the league and like i can sit back and just watch the world burn it's amazing because get it's popcorn. actually yeah it's incredible yeah it's like the meme with the guy with the folding lawn chair he just pops it out and then sits <laughs> down like i'm just here for the comments man that's it i mean it's it's going to be interesting i, I I don't wish for anyone to, you know, fail or anything like that. It's not the type of person I am. And Kyrie has such a 
a hard track record. I don't even want to say bad, just a hard track record when it comes to people in, in Boston, even it, in Cleveland. Um, I mean, it's just, I want to respect him for the things he's doing off the floor, but what he does to his teammates almost negates that at, at a time. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you can be great in charity and giving, but at the end of the day, how are you treating your coworkers? And if you're not treating your coworkers, your teammates, your coach as well, I mean, it's, it, this is obviously from an outsider's perspective, like how much does Steve Nash really know? Mm-hmm. Like how much does the team really know? And I mean, here's the thing. This will make a hell of a 30 for 30 down the road. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. For That's sure. Speaking of great juice, give me all of the details. Speaking of uh, great teammates, just to go back to the Bruins real quick. Remember I, you, uh, I think it was you, right. Who, who mentioned Marshan for getting the puck like almost a year ago today. <laughs> it, it was, it was said, January 13th, 2020 yeah. when that happened against Chris, the Flyers. <laughs> Chris Wagner posted on Instagram, just oh, laughing no. about how you remembered the puck this time and then added Marshan. So oh, I, I love these guys. That's why I love hockey players. Like, even Marshan after that moment, like was laughing at himself. Oh, of course. So, these guys are great. Hockey players are will always be my favorite athletes to like talk to. And they'll just whether they get smashed in a game or they're the ones doing the smashing, like they're the same in the dressing room afterwards. It's they're good pretty stuff. good at chirping at, at each other and then also laughing about it and, and not taking it so yep. personally. I will give hockey players that. Like I do appreciate that. But I mean, it's just good to see uh Brad come back after off-season surgery he was said he was always playing at like 80 percent, and now he feels like he's at 100 percent, and that just makes you realize hey the surgery was worth it because now yep. look look already hit i know it's one game but still like he looked pretty dang good having having the goal having the assist and then having the shootout goal you just had a stellar night but uh yep. looking forward to the next time that they take on the devils that will be saturday hopefully the celtics play tonight friday uh you never know two hours before tip they could cancel this one too yes they could um, yes they could but fingers crossed and yeah we'll see what happens and yeah brad marchand let's not forget every time we mention his name you guys say he's a good friend of the nest and after hours program made made his debut on the first ever show first ever episode it was phenomenal it was great and all of you listening right now are also great friends of the program and thanks so much for being here today on the nest and after hours podcast Haley godwin it's really good to see you and hear from you today and Thanks for the for the beer. I'll, I'll yeah, see you next week. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm a very good gift giver. Uh, New England, we will see you next week. We will be talking more basketball, more football, and of course, more basketball and more basketball, hopefully, because there's always some crazy news going on in the basketball world. And hopefully some MLBs here soon as well, because Rob Manfred says we're getting a full season. Alrighty, that's going to do it for us. I, I want to make sure to leave some time for myself to go get my nails done. So go queen, pamper yourself. Bye everybody. Have a great weekend.